Good morning, good afternoon, good night, wherever you are, world. Beautiful world. This is the AM show with Michael Lowry. I'm in Houston, Texas right now, and if you came through to Status Lounge on Saturday, I want to give you a huge shout out. It was a great turnout. We did 90s theme. I played more 90s than I thought I would. Great crowd, good people, good vibes. I really appreciate you all. Matt Harris, DJ Sean Rock was MCing, Lowry on the ones and twos. It was a great night. DJ True Blue came through. I appreciate you all. It was love. It was love. So today, I'm going to get right into it. We're talking about limits and samples. If you continue to listen to this podcast after I'm done with this, this audio, you can check the video out. If you follow me, I'm on Facebook. It's Official Michael Lowry on Facebook. If you search Official Michael Lowry, I will be posting a video of me making a beat from scratch, but I will be using samples. So I will take an original track, the song that you've heard before, or maybe not, but I will be breaking that down. You will see that every step that I take, nearly every step that I take to, to make a sample beat and to make it all over again. And I'm going to post that on Facebook Live. Uh, I'm not going to tell you the time, but Facebook Live. And you'll probably be able to catch it on YouTube as well. I think I'm going to uploaded on there but excuse me i'm sorry first let me apologize my allergies houston is crazy if y'all in houston y'all know what it is it's like 40 in the day then 100 at night and then tomorrow is raining like thundering and crazy for like just a second and then there's sunshine all over again like the weather is all over the place down here but i love it still so first we're gonna start the podcast off with uh limits we're gonna talk about limits so I'm going to get right into the story, right? I told y'all I stayed in Northline, like the housing projects or what have you. So what we had were the screen windows. So you would crack your window and you can open the screen out on, on you. Like we had stairs, of course, so we were on the second floor. So what I would do, right, my mom had to be at work at like 5 or 6 o'clock in the morning. And we didn't have a car to, uh, probably till I was like 16 or 17. So my mom had to get on the city bus to go to work. So she would leave at like four or five o'clock in the morning. So I would fake like I was asleep at four or five o'clock in the morning because I didn't have to be at school till like seven or eight. But I had to be on the bus, too. I had to walk the same route that she she walked to to get to the city bus, like three or four different neighborhoods just to get to the city bus. So I knew it was going to take her some time. and She was never coming back home. Like very rarely did she come back home if she left. So. My mom would get up, and I would fake like I was asleep, right? So I would open that screen window up, and I would poke my head out to see how far. Like, we had these alleys, like these long alleys. So I would look at her walk all the way till I couldn't see her no more, right? As soon as I couldn't see her, I turned my music up. I swear, go crazy. Didn't care about the neighbors. Our walls were, like, paper thin, so you couldn't do anything. Like, my mom would hear me with the TV on downstairs and she'd be like, turn it down. And you know, the old school TVs, there was no, we didn't have a remote. It was just the knobs. So literally if I turned the knob, I would turn the volume off. 
And then if I turned it up, she would be like, it's too loud. And I'm like, Jesus, like, where, <laughs> where do I find a midpoint here? I can't compromise at all. It was crazy. But the walls were thin. So I'm saying that to say that I know that my neighbors heard this music at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. And they never told on me, thank God. They never told my mom. But I would just, I would stash my music and... I would literally, that was my sneaking thing where, you know, some some kids like go in the refrigerators and get food or they sneak out and I just wanted to listen to the music that I couldn't listen to. So when she would leave, I would pull all my tapes out and just play the music as loud as I can and that would prepare me for school. Like I literally had better moods just because of the music that I would listen to. So now I'm going somewhere here with, with the limit thing. So... For me in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, I heard No Limit before I heard Cash Money, okay? Uh, I don't remember the first record I heard, but I do remember Sean. Sean went to Mesmer, and I don't remember where else he went to, but I remember he had that Ghetto D, and he had the CD. He didn't have a tape, because this is when Walkmans were, the CD Walkmans were like crazy. You had like the anti-protection on there, so you could like turn the the actual Walkman without the CD skipping or whatever. And he had to, like that Ghetto D, that cover. Again, that cover art was crazy. It was something I ain't never seen of in my life. Never seen nothing like that. But I think a little bit before that, I don't know what, what No Limit record I heard first. That one I can't remember, at least right now. I'm pretty sure I can think of it, but I'm not going to waste your time. But what I would do is I would either record, if somebody had the CD, I would record it on tape. Now, see, back in the day, we had dubbing. And what dubbing was, was you would put a tape on one side, the original tape that you bought from Sam Goody or wherever you went, and on the other side, it would be a blank tape. And that's how we would make our remixes or our loops or what have you. And again, I'm still going to show my video of me, me doing that. Or if someone had the CD and you still wanted the tape, they would have the CD player. You run the CD player and record it to your your blank tape, and then you would have whatever was on that CD. That was called dubbing, which is now called downloading and bootlegging, so to speak. And it has gotten out of hand, but it's just another form of dubbing. If, if you're not familiar with it, that's, that's exactly what bootlegging is, so to speak. So I got the tape right, and anybody who stayed in my house had to wake up at four or five o'clock in the morning with me. Like if you happen to stay on a school night or if my mother happened to go to work on a Saturday or a Sunday, you woke up with me. Like I don't care about respecting my company and letting them sleep. I woke up early anyway. I still wake up early. So you had to get up with me. So like I had Nick's, Mar, Rico, Terrence, Ramon, like anybody that stayed over there, you had to get up with me because I was playing music or I was making a mixtape and you was going to hear me do it. Like there's, there's no getting out of you. Had to, you got to go home. Like Terrence stopped coming over my house. I love you cuz, but Terrence quit coming over my house cuz he wanted to like play video games or he was a little more active than I was. I just wanted to play basketball. I did my schoolwork, of course, but I just wanted to do music. And there's no fun if you weren't doing anything so if i was doing everything you just have to sit there and look at me <laughs> and if you're not interested in music like i am then you're not really gonna care you're not gonna want to come around to that degree it's like yo we can go play ball or do some other stuff i don't want to sit here and watch you make a mixtape on the tape deck for hours and just sit there like they didn't get that type of joy that i did some of them of course rico love is like the biggest thing you know and 
Nix is doing his thing and a bunch of other people that I grew up with that we talk about throughout the season. But, you know, everybody didn't have the love that I had. So I would play these No Limit records. I would, like, turn the music up as loud as I could. And then eventually I had a guy who was maybe seven or eight years uh, older than me next to me. His name was Ren. Wherever you at in the world, my man, what's, what's the deal, Ren? I never forget he told me never grow up too fast. Like, he was one of the old, not the old heads on the block, but he was just older than me. And, you know, he'd been in and out of the street, so he, he told me what it was. But we used to have these music battles because he would hear me playing music, and he would turn his music up loud. But then I had something that he ain't got. So, you know, we'd talk about it. It's like, man, how this little kid, you know what I'm saying, know so much about all of this? And I was just infatuated with music so much. But I played No Limit music a lot. It had the heavy 808s. It had those fast snares, those fast hi-hats. And I was intrigued by that because it was something that I never heard of, which they do do in jazz. It's it's a lot of triplets and, and the hi-hats and the different snare, the runs and everything. The, the jazz music is that if you listen to it, you can you can tell. But this was a, a bounce era in Louisiana that I didn't know anything about until I actually moved to Houston and actually, you know, started speaking with, like, people that were from Louisiana. Like, and we just heard it as music, but this was actually their culture down there. And I'm going to talk about that throughout the season also. Stand on the subject of limits. So, a chick named Quadana, Quadana. I used to be really tight with Leslie Brown that went to Custer and Quadana. I think Quadana went to Custer too. Maybe she went to King. I'm not for sure. But then Quadana told me about Hot Boys. She was like, it's this group coming to the city and they called the Hot Boys. She was like, I know you're going to love it because you like cash money. And she put me on that. And, like, I lost my mind with that too, of course. I, you know, played that out loud. And if you know Cash Money, you know Master P was the CEO of Cash Money. They sold over like 75 million records. He would put like albums out every month. And they had this great marketing plan where they would like put Mystical on every CD or Mac on every CD. Everybody would be on everybody's CD. So if you got Master P and you didn't like Master P, then you like Mystical. So you was going to buy the CD anyway because you want to hear the song with Mystical on it. Or, you know, Fiend, you know. Like, and all of the albums was jamming, and I would get them all. It was like buying, buying like, baseball cards or basketball cards. It was like a collector's item to have the CD because they had these dope covers, and the music was hitting, and it's, it was it was great. So, years went past. Shout out to Black. I moved to Houston, and I meet a guy named Black through Jerome. Shout out to Jerome. And find out that he's Master P's cousin. Now, I love music. I produce music. So I was working with Black. We was doing music. And then, you know me, if you know me, all I want to do is music. So I'm like, yo, when, where, what I got to do, blah, blah, blah. Even if I didn't work with P, it's like, I just want to do music. And you do music, so let's get it. So working with Black, Black get Master P to fly me out to L.A. Shout out to Davin. My laptop was broke or something. So I had a friend. She passed me her laptop and allowed me to take that to L.A. So thanks to Black, I'm out in L.A. with Master P, a guy that I grew up listening to. And I'm in the house with him, you know, getting game from him. And uh, Free Los, I know Los is locked out, locked up right now, but Los was, was in the studio. It was an artist that P had, 
and Black was working with, and this dude was nice, and me and him was working out. And I'm like, you know, I'm like a kid in a candy store. I just want to work. Like, it don't matter who in the room. I'm, I promise you, it don't matter who's in the room. If they're talented and they have the work ethic, I want to be in a room with them. You know, chemistry, we might not have chemistry, and that's a whole nother thing, but we had chemistry, and we was working, like, out the gate. You know, he, P had got, he had a whole idea that I'm not going to get into, but P had an idea for a show, and we were all going to be affiliated with that show. But a lot of stuff went down that I will not talk about on this podcast, but, you know, a lot of stuff went down and it didn't fall through. But still, for me, it was great to be in the presence of someone that I listened to and looked up to. And, you know, I wasn't all in his face like, oh, man, man, you know, I'm pretty much just trying to soak up what I could and learn. I'm not one of those guys who I just get starstruck when I'm in a room with you. And I'm like, oh, my God, you know, I don't do all of that. So that was love for me to go out to L.A. and rock with them and, you know, get a good vibe of a millionaire. If you're in a room with a millionaire, listen, like, don't be starstruck to the point to where you you leave and you ain't getting nothing out of it but a picture like that ain't about nothing you know you need to get some knowledge out of that understand why they're a millionaire and if you keep finding yourself in a room with millionaires then you need to do something to make yourself a millionaire because i don't think that's coincidence if you can sit in there with them long enough and they're having conversations with you you need to get something from that or you're missing something okay now fast forward a year or two ago I met Manny Fresh at a Grammys party. Now, Manny Fresh is one of the producers, artists from Cash Money. He was producing, excuse me, producing albums. And I don't mean just the singles. He was producing the whole album. You know, if Lil Wayne came out with an album, Manny Fresh was producing every record on there. And the music was dope, by the way. So... It was another blessing to meet him out in L.A. and have a conversation with him about production and uh, DJing and, you know, apps. He was he was giving me some game on some apps of some of these apps I still use today just to get my ideas out. Because if you're a producer, or if you're a writer and you're really, really serious about this craft, then most of the time you're always thinking of melodies or ideas like my my quick memo and my phone is full of melodies and ideas that I had from like five years ago that are still work today that I haven't got to. So Manny Fresh was telling me about how you can, you know, make these beat ideas on your, your apps, on your iPhone, and some of them actually work, or some of them you can actually take to your laptop and finish your beat out. So you don't just have the idea in your head or, you know, back in the day we would call our phones and leave the idea on our voicemail, but now you can actually get that idea with the actual beat, with the with the drum, with the bass line, with the piano, you know, on your phone and on your iPad. So got Manny Fresh number out in L.A. And, you know, that was another big deal for me. You know, of course, I wasn't like, hey, you know, we got a, a picture and, you know, we talked about that. But it wasn't, you know, not starstruck like that. It's like I'm trying to get something out of this. I, I do appreciate looking up to you and being able to have this moment with you but i also i'm trying to get to where you're at so i want to know what it what it takes you know right so that again limits I'm, i'll put all of that together because of course if you know master p his record label was no limit now that leads to this this is why i love music so much and i'm actually about to be done with this podcast you're gonna have to check my facebook Check my YouTube to get the rest of this podcast because there's a part two to this, but it's actually going to be video. And I don't know. 
I'm talking right now in live time. I might keep this rolling and I might put the no, nah, you're not gonna want to hear me making a beat. You gotta see it. So anticipation, that's what it's all about anyway, right? You're gonna have to watch the video and you're gonna have to check it out on YouTube or Facebook to see it. But limits, if you know music, you know, you maybe you don't know. This is what I know and what I love about music. There is no limits. Okay? There's nothing that I can't do with music. And I'll use this for example. Excuse me. I'm sure this isn't the first time. I'm just, this is what I can think of right now. Back in the 90s, there was a structure. And even now, there's a structure in music, right? You have your uh, verse, your first verse. Then you have your chorus. Then you have your second verse. And then you have your chorus. And then you have your third verse, and then you have your chorus. That's how songs are structured, right? That's how I heard them. Or it may change up. Maybe the chorus is first, and then the first verse, then the chorus, and the second. You know, that those are the, the normal templates, so to speak, of, of a song, right? So when I heard Brooklyn Zoo by ODB, and his hook didn't come on to the end, shame on you when you step to, to the O... I ain't never heard nothing like that before. I'm like, you're not supposed to do that. Like, where's, why he ain't put the chorus in between? He rapped. I don't know how many bars he rapped. And this was their single. This is what they put out for him. And it was dope. And it, it was completely against the so-called rules. No limits there. And then Wu-Tang came out to, to do Triumph. And that had no hook. They just rapped through the whole joint. Just spitting through the whole joint. And, by the way, I always got to shout people out. That's what this show is about. Because I appreciate people. I appreciate moments and the memories. I first heard about or heard of Wu-Tang with my cousin Quinnell and Quincy. Karen, you probably wasn't around. I love you. I love all y'all. But um, I went over their house. And they always had the music that I didn't have, too. Like, they knew how to dance. And I couldn't dance. I just would look at them dance. Me and Ro... We would, and Whitney, we just look at them dance, you know. But we love music. So Quinnell and Quincy always has some real gritty hip hop on that I ain't know about yet. Cause you know my mom was hiding stuff. She was I had to hide stuff from my mom. So I ain't you know, I couldn't get to everything. And I learned about Wu Tang through them and it was the thirty six chambers. And I was like, Man, this is like Watching Boys in the Hood in my ears. It's like hearing a sound soundtrack to Boys in the Hood. And if you're not familiar with Boys in the Hood, please make sure you see that movie. It is a, a classic. Boys in the Hood, Cuba Gooden Jr. and, and Ice Cube. Uh, God rest in peace, my, my cousin. When I saw that movie, I think I snuck and saw it. And I was a little kid, but my cousin had actually got shot up around the time that I saw the movie. And... Like, that hurt me on a whole nother level watching that movie. And I couldn't watch it again for a while because I really saw that it was, like, around me, literally, in my life. I literally had a cousin that had got shot up. And I'm like, this stuff that's going on in this movie can actually happen to me. You know, like, literally, it ain't uh, nothing that I'm imagining that, you know, I'm just making up. It literally happened to my cousin. So, but that's a whole nother story. Limits. You don't have to do what you don't want to do in music. 
there's so many different artists and they do things so different. And I'm trying to think of another thing right now where it was just completely unorthodox how they how they did things. Uh, nowadays, even I think P Master P did this back in the day. I'm not for sure, but back in the day, well, not back in the day. Right now, there's no you can put out a record whenever you feel like it. And you know, back in the day, they had these release release dates that were deadlocked. There wasn't no we're gonna push this album back. You know, labels have the control to do that when for whatever reason they feel that they need to. But now, like right now, I'm doing this podcast live right now. You don't know what time it is, but when I finish this, I'm releasing this. I'm uploading it and it's going out to the world. The process is is timeless. I can do whatever I want. I can put a song out today if I want in the next hour and release it to the rest of the world. You know, that's that's a, a form of um, being unpredictable and, and no limits to me. There's no limitations to that. And I just heard some things throughout music, uh, Outkast. I think they did some stuff that a lot of people were scared to do. And they wouldn't do it because they felt like they were limited. So why why do do it? Why even if you're thinking it in your head, I don't want to do that because that's not what people are used to. But that's the best part about music. Do what you love. Be yourself. If that's what you hear in your head, do it. And if you don't have it all together, perfect it. Perfect your craft. I've been doing this for a long time. So what I've been doing has been allowing me to sharpen, sharpen, and. That's one thing I love about music, the the no limitations, because when you and I'm not dissing anybody that has a regular nine to five. Everything is different. But I just don't like anyone telling me that I can't do something. That's a limit for me. And I don't I'm not trying to get, you know, super independent, like, you know, not trying to belittle anybody or anything. I'm just talking about me personally. I've never been the type of guy to say that I couldn't have a boss because sometimes you got to have a boss. You know, of course, unless you independent all the way from the gate, there, there's a way. But I just don't like people telling me what I can and can't do. And in music, nobody can tell me that. I've been in the studio with a couple people and I'm like, this is how the beat is. And they're like, well, can you take this out? Can you take that out? I'm like, you're basically making the beat a skeleton. And that's not what I had a vision for when I made this, this beat. But it's like their mind is so simple or so structured to being how things have always been, they got that limit. Me personally, now, when I'm in a room by myself, I don't write because I feel like when you write, when you have that paper, I feel like you're limiting yourself to that paper. And there are some things that you won't say because that paper is there. And I'm thinking mentally, that paper is blocking me. So when I record, I just say what I feel. I don't have no paper to say, okay, this song is going to be about this, you know, or I'm, I can only say this. It, it just comes to me and it's a puzzle. And then I put that puzzle together and I make a song and I do it off instinct and how it feels and what the music tells me what to do. And with that said, I'm not limited. And there are instruments that I pick for me personally, when I make a track and you'll see it again, if you tune into my Facebook you will see me make a beat from scratch. When I'm choosing a bass, I'm choosing the right bass that I hear in my head. So I'm not picking the first one that I find. You might do it, but I'm not doing it because I don't have limits. 
So if I got something in my head, I need to get it out. And it, it needs to sound exactly like how I have it in my head. So the, the limits to me are none. I can't, I, there's nothing that nobody can tell me at this point in my career. I choose to DJ where I want. I choose to, you can never get mad at somebody for something that you agree to. Right? So I have this, this thing sometimes where uh, I'm on a, a bill, a bill with someone and it's more than one DJ. I'm, I'm not the only DJ. And sometimes the promoter or whoever's booking it will say, well, I'm giving such and such just to my own. Like, ho, ho, ho. I'm not in nobody pockets. I don't never want to know how much the next man is making. Like, that's never been my thing. I don't want to know how you how you make your money. That's none of my business. I just know what I agree to. And I can never get mad at what I agree to. So, so y'all take that and please run with that. You know, if you agree to something, you don't need to worry about why somebody else is getting what they're getting because that has nothing to do with you. You agree to it or you disagree. It's just that easy. So if your fee is 500 and they saying, look, man, I can give you 450 and you agree to it and you heard somebody else getting 600 that don't have nothing to do with you because you agreed to the 450 right? And if you say, I don't want that 450 and I'm walking and you don't get nothing and you fine with that, be fine with that. But don't be looking at somebody else like, well, what they getting, uh, you know, that ain't cool because that still has nothing to do with you. Whether they make more or less, it don't have nothing to do with your pockets. So limits. I can do what I want to do right now. I can make any song that I want. I can choose any type of event that I want to do. And I think that's love. I think that's the, the best thing in the world because I got creative control. I like to be challenged. I can make that challenge happen. I can step up to that challenge. Can't nobody tell me I got deadlines. All of this stuff is dope to me. There's no structured way of doing anything. Of course, there needs to be a plan and you need to roll with that plan. But I don't have to do anything A, B, C. I can skip C if I want. You know, I don't want to do that. I can do this. And it might work for me and it may not. But the dope part about it still is that there's no limits. There's no no ceiling for me. I can do exactly what I want to do, which is why I did this podcast. And you can do it, too. I'm, I'm saying that to say that you can do you. There's something because even when I work my nine to five job, I still did music full time. Nobody was going to stop me from that. Now, the limits that I had was when I was at my nine to five, you know, I had to do this when the manager said do that. And, you know, it sucked to me personally. It ain't that I don't like anybody telling me something, but it's like I don't have to do this. I really can do what I love doing and do what I want and still have some structure, but I can just do what I want. I don't have to have someone tell me, nah, you can't do that. Like, you know how that feel when you grown? Nah, you can't do that. And then one thing, I believe Dame Dash said this. Somebody said this. It sucks when you are working for someone that you're smarter than. So if they telling you to go left and you know if you go right that it's going to be faster and you're going to get the job done, it's like, why am I? I got to listen to you. That's why I got to go left because you said so. But I know better. 
So I, here's the saying, if you knew better, you do better. When I was working at my nine to five and, and the pressure was on and they were adding stuff that I'm like, man, they losing their mind with this. I was like, I got to leave because this job, this organization ain't going to change for me. They're going to do what they got to do for their organization. And you need to be real with yourself and admit that to yourself and do what you got to do, too. I said, this company is going to do what it's got to do, whether I'm here or I'm not. The only thing that I got to do is make my moves out. And if I make my moves out, I can do what I need to do for myself and not let them tell me I can't get off on this day. Uh, I can't go on vacation over here. I got to come to work. It's mandatory. I got to make this meeting. I can't go to the bathroom because I need coverage and all of that. I go to the bathroom when I feel like it. I'm a grown man. I don't have no deadlines when I want to put a record out. I don't have nobody telling me I can't do this. That sucks to me. It really does. You can't. How does it feel for somebody to tell you that you can't do something? So in music, I have this complete creative control. Nobody can tell me what I can't do unless I step in a a label's office. When I went to uh, Atlantic Records, there was a way that they wanted things and I couldn't do anything. So when I took records to them and he was like, yeah, I like this, but I don't like that. I can't say nothing. It's like, that's how he wants things, and that's how he's running his ship. But then if I go over here, and I say, look, I'm going to just do it myself. I'm going to find my own artists. I'm going to find my own DJs. This is how I'm going to run my set. This is how I'm doing it. I'm good. There's no limits there. So when somebody says, hey, you want to do something? I might even be running it. But since I'm running it, and I'm a limitless person, I can say, yeah, let's do that. That's creative. I like that. So let's do that. Now it's going to make the show different. So they might not like it the first time because they're not familiar with it, but they're going to roll with this after a while. Because facts just show, like, if something is repetitive, you're going to like it eventually. If it's in your face enough, it don't matter if it's good or if it's bad. We all know this. So the fact on our end is it's good. But I'm out. I didn't talk long enough. This half hour right now. It's Michael Lowry, the AM show. If you are listening to this on iTunes, please subscribe. Please leave your reviews. Tell everybody what you think of this show because I don't have nothing on there. I see the popularity is going crazy. It went from like almost full to full to past full because iTunes doesn't give me the stats on the numbers. Now, on SoundCloud, it says the first show did 80 listens and then the next one was 24 and the next one was 20. And that don't add up based off of my iTunes. So that either means a lot of y'all are going to iTunes or the numbers are all wrong. Because I know from the first show to now that we've grown and people need to see that. Because, you know, people don't look at, they don't do things on their own nowadays. They got, they need validation. They got to look for reviews or whatever. How you going to look for a review for a restaurant's food? I can understand the service, but how you going to look for the food? You don't like somebody doesn't have the same taste buds as you. So how you go look at somebody and say the food there was nasty and y'all don't even eat the same. They don't even eat Italian. They eat barbecue. They love barbecue. So, of course, they ain't going to like the Italian restaurant. So you're going to take their word for it rather than just going there and tasting the food. And that's how people do. And that's why I need your reviews because they're going to look at it. And if they don't know me, they might be like, uh. Well, he said he like it, so I'm, you know, I'm a rock with it. I'm going to check it out. So I need y'all reviews, man. If y'all got any questions, text me. If you know me, email me. My website is and 
PS.com. Hit me up on my website. Leave your comments, your feedback. I appreciate it all. I will take it all. I'm not one of those guys you can tell nothing to because I know it all. Again, the show is about dialogue, so I'm all for it. Please, please, please send it all. We still got that event going in Dallas, May 13th through the 15th. I think it's the 16th now. But May 13th, that whole weekend, 2016, please be there. Be in Dallas. Contact me if you need to. We got a lot of people. They're still adding DJs and other people to the event. So it's going to be a good look. Check out Global 14, The Cut. That is Jermaine Dupree's website. My girl Onyx runs that. She's got some t-shirts for sale. Check her out. She's selling those joints. I'm going to be at Status Lounge again. I don't know when yet. We haven't locked it in yet. But until then, check out Sean Brock. Check out True Blue. Check out Matt Harris. Why they they killing it over there at Status Lounge in Houston, Texas. And I love all y'all. I appreciate the help, the feedback, the listens, the, the messages. I appreciate everything. Again, if you're looking for me, Michael Lowry on Instagram. Michael Lowry on Twitter. Michael Lowry on Snapchat. Official Michael Lowry. On Facebook, Michael Lowry on SoundCloud, everything. All right. So if you listen to this right now, I need you to check this video that I'm posting out on Facebook. Check it out. So add me on Facebook so you can see this video. All right. And if you got this video, then I need you to share it so everybody can know what it is. All right. Peace, love, have a great week.